0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Valley here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Thursday afternoon upon us. Lots to look at in this market trade today. We're really going to kind of focus on these soybeans. As Darren Fessler is joining us with Lakefront Futures, he's been fielding a lot of questions from growers. We're going to find out what the thought is out on the countryside. This weather, interesting. Going to get a Hot snap moving in for some areas, other areas, near freeze-like temperatures expected in the overnights coming up. So that's just going to add to the WASDI report, and on the livestock side, the ugly dog. We've been talking about this cattle market all week, the frustrations that continue there. And remember December hogs? Last time Darren was on, he talked about how patience would pay off. Well, it looks like the money train is coming in. Lots to look at, Darren, as we start out with these soybeans. What are you hearing from folks in the country?
1: Yeah, with with the with the rally we've had here in beans, it it is really presenting, I think, a very very good opportunity here to utilize some cash sales, utilize some hedges if you believe it's going higher. Uh, You know, the Chinese demand it is it is for real. I've been trying to hint on this like the last few months here. It's if China, you know, with the floods, if if they really started to persist uh, and you know watch the hog herd start to build. There could be a story here, a, a decent size story in the beans, if you didn't get rain in August. Well, you got rain in August; it'd be a whole different story. Well, if we didn't get the rain. We have quite a good story now. Brewing, it just kind of makes you wonder. Okay, from a, from a producer standpoint, what do you do with the beans now? Given that you look at the November to Jan carry, November to March carry, there's really no carry in this market. So. If, if one you know plans on storing, I think the better idea right now is just to take it because you're going to have to worry about the shrink. You put in you put 70 bushel in the bin, you're probably never going to take 70 bushel out. There's no carry to put the, put it in the bin. you might as well you know might as well look for reownership after you sell it off the combine this fall. I think that's going to present a very good opportunity. If you get a 30 and 40 cent pullback, I definitely would be looking for some reownership strategies. On the beans, especially once we get past you know this fall with our U.S. harvest, the the, the focus is going to shift quickly. How does South America, Brazil, and Argentina? How do they get going? Planted? How does that crop uh, get off to a good start here? Should this demand continue on here? Now, I do think that this demand picture is much more than just a phase one buying. I think China really, really needs it. I think the demand is strong. For, for real purposes, the hog herd, the floods, the, I mean, going to a whole different little bit situation going in China than just trying to appease, I think, the Trump administration. think that this is a real need need buying, like kind of what we've maybe seen uh, in the, you know, the 2010 to 2012 period. I think that that's starting to ramp back up here.
0: So you look at that and I know that there there is the pressure of do you store or do you not store and I think that comes with all the commodities at this point not knowing what the yield numbers are going to be not knowing what the basis is going to be come harvest time.
1: It really is and I think that you one you got to work closer with your broker or your trader that you, that you got to look at what the carries present and what the market's really telling you and what with, with the tight carries right now in the beans is it doesn't really pay for a guy to go out and harvest it and put it in the bin for a couple months for six cents, uh, especially your time, your shrink, and you know your labor. All of that is, it has to be factored into it. So especially on the bean side of things, is more or less get it a lot sold right now before fall, after fall, or during fall. Just move it and re- look for your ownership on the beans. I think if you're looking for any type of storage, look for on the corn here. As these carries, I do think the carries do start to widen out here in the, in the corn market per se, and I do think the corn fundamentals are probably not as bullish as the beans. I think a lot of things shape up and give this market a little bit better direction come next Friday when we have a next uh, WASI report, but right now, I think you have to maintain the optimism in the beans here and a little bit cautious in, in the corn.
0: What's your early thoughts on Wasti?
1: Well, I think we're probably going to look at one of the largest carryout cuts on record from August to September because of what has taken place in in Iowa now, the the largest on record, I believe, was 2010. It was slightly under 200 million bushels. I think you're going to be looking in the ballpark of 4 to 500, maybe 600 million uh, bushels cut off a carryout this month. Not surprised if you look at the, what the weather has done in August alone. And then you throw the the wind in Iowa. I think that. You know, we're definitely not above the 180. I've been saying publicly now for a few weeks. I think we're probably a 177, maybe even a shade, uh, you know, lower than that. But it, it's hard pressed why I think right now why we'd be under 170, just from what all data out there and con, uh, customer contacts. I think the crop is good. It's not record good, and obviously there's areas of Iowa that are just getting tore up right now. They're not going to get figured in the overall yield, but the harvested acres could be a, a big one that I, I don't think the market's paying attention to right now. Could we be looking at anywhere from four, five, six hundred thousand acres that just essentially never gets harvested. I think that's a real possibility as well, but by by all calculations right now, even at a 175 yield, you're probably still north of the 2 billion on the carryout at the end of the day.
0: Do you think there's some nervousness knowing that Mother Nature hasn't brought the needed rain? We've had some hot temperatures right as the, the pod filling stage was underway.
1: Absolutely. I, it's, it, August is such a, a critical month for beans here, and we could really sway that, that needle on yield anywhere from 3, 4, 5 easily. Uh, I, I really think some of our technology it may has helped it a little bit. Uh, maybe areas of the country like say Minnesota, maybe have, has got some rains here to maybe save some of that. But I think you look out the next year. I think next year you got to be really, really careful, and be patient.
0: All right. well stick around folks, we come back we're going to kind of flip gears a little bit talk about what's been happening in the livestock side we know that there was some early cash sales coming out of the south, that was on a Monday not something we typically have seen as of late, we'll also talk about these December hogs, if you remember we talked about this earlier, patience is a virtue and we're starting to see some payoffs headed away for those folks, we'll dive more into that and a lot more it's the Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network Six. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation with Darren Fessler with Lakefront Futures. So before we jump into the livestock, you know, I think uh, if we had not had the moisture deep down like we had from this spring, I think our crops would have been a lot different look as we head into the this month of September, Darren. And then let's add to it the winter everything's up in the air. Do we get the snow? Do we get the moisture? So what is the outlook? What are you hearing from folks as they look towards 2021?
1: Yeah, with with clients across the country, I'm just continuing to tell them, and I think you've got to look at, even if, say you're in Minnesota, for example, and you, you've got the pretty decent precip the entire season, your crops look good, and you're thinking about, you know, these 21, November 21 beans, and where they are on the board right here. I think you've got to look around and even Ohio or Indiana, you've you got to look at where northern Illinois is at, central Illinois, Iowa in general, parts of Nebraska, you know, the, the three big corn growers and, and bean growers of the country, and you have to say, wow, they are really dry. Iowa, it, it, they, it, it's something that's not going to heal itself over fall and probably winter, and I really assume that you're probably going in the next spring uh, completely 180 complete difference with subsoil moisture than you did in 20, where – A lot of that Iowa crop, yeah, it's not near as good to what it was, and it probably would not be even close to where it is right now if it didn't have that subsoil moisture going on, considering there's areas that have not got measurable precip in a month, five weeks, six weeks. So going in next spring, it really begs the question, you better get it timely rains or any type of dry spells, this market could present some opportunities that the market right now is not calculating for. And so right now, producers thinking about 21, yes, yeah, it's, it's always nice maybe to get a 10 or 15% sell just on the books, but I think you got to stay patient out the next year and really monitor the situation going on in the United States over the winter months in the spring. Because sometimes these weather trends tend to be, type, you know, big type of events that, you know. People rush the gun saying, oh, i got a good price here now. Stay patient to what I'm telling guys right now up at
0: $21. gears over to the livestock, curious, were you surprised by the early Monday sales we saw out of the south on this cash cattle?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, they typically don't happen uh, you know, in that order, but you take a look at what's going on in cattle here. Uh, you take a look at the seasonal pressure that could start to develop here. The bear spreads have been working for those, those, those type of traders. The spreads really starting to widen out. But I do think where August came off the board, October starting to really follow on the fat market. I do think you're getting down to some pretty decent values here in this livestock where I think that you'd stay patient here, but you get another $10 run higher in any of these markets. I think you gotta, Warrant some hedges, uh, especially in the feeder cattle market. You start getting some of these front months back up to the 145, 150 areas. You got it. That definitely warrants some hedges, in my, my opinion here. But I think that you got to look at cattle and even hog market from more a, a psychological standpoint from from American consumer, where a lot of rumors are starting to fly out facts or not about maybe a vaccine in November. Whether that comes to fruition or not, it's the perception of it. And if we can get the schools and, you know, the restaurant side of things, the confidence back, it's the same thing with the hogs. If you stay patient, I think cattle is presenting a very, very good opportunity for those either wanting to get long cattle or those are just had have cattle and are looking to sell. I think that really in general, you've got to stay patient cattle. I think they're presenting a very good opportunity here.
0: Well, speaking of patience, is it paying off with these December hogs?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, they certainly have. Uh, you know, you look at where hogs have been and, you know, under 50 bucks. Typically, if you're under 60, uh, hogs are pretty good value over the longer term here. And Now, granted, some situations have happened here this year that had brought that number a little lower, but under 50 has been a very good opportunity. We've stayed patient there in that market, and you watch the exports come in from China. So... It, China, again, they're starting to build this. They're really ramping up their imports of pork, and I'm not saying – if you look at China's overall major buyer of this week's of corn, beans, wheat, pork, beef, they were the biggest buyer of all of it this week from the U.S. standpoint. I think it's a trend that continues on here. I'm not saying cattle goes to the moon, but the trend right now is your friend here, and I think you get much higher. Let's say you get December up to the 65, 70. Definitely would warrant some hedges at that point. But right now, the trend right now is your friend. I think you got to watch what exports do. I think they're going to remain strong.
0: Obviously, keeping that line of communication open, grain or livestock with your commodity guys can be your best profitable bet.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they can reach me directly anytime. 402-366-042. They can find me on social media on all the platforms.
0: And, of course, if you haven't had a chance to follow Darren on social media, I highly encourage you. Some great information that comes out throughout the trading day and also your your Snapchat uh, updates as well. So make sure you check that out. Just a reminder that commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss so they're not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontanel Final Bell being brought to you by Fontanel Hybrids, all your local Fontanel dealers. Check this out as a podcast at ruralradio.com wherever you subscribe for your free podcast and on Spotify as well. It's the Fontanel Final Bell
1: on the Rural Radio Network.